Hey guys, welcome back to Contest Prep University. I'm Joe Klimczewski with Adam Atkinson. We're in episode two of our third series on PEDs, and we're going to follow up our first episode on clenbuterol with an episode on the thyroid hormones. And, and this is one that's a little bit confusing, I think, to a lot of people, uh, even myself, Adam, in that, you know, what can you truly, outside of something like Synthroid, you know, that that is replacing, uh, you know, something in your body that's going to affect TSH, you know, what can you truly supplement T3, T4, what's actually bioavailable in a synthetic form for a competitor or anybody who needs that? Yes. Yeah, so you can use both T4 and T3. More commonly, people use T3. That's actually the active fat burning hormone. T4 is the precursor to T3. So T4 converts to T3. Typically, I like to use both. It's uh, more bioidentical to your body. You you wouldn't necessarily want T3 levels high, and you know you're going to suppress the thyroid stimulating hormone. So then, it, it just wouldn't make sense to me to have really high T3 and low T4. Like the body just doesn't work that way. So usually, it's a, a four to or I think it's a two to two to four ratio. So like if you were to do like a hundred micrograms of T3, you would do 200 to T4, but that's really high. I'm just using that as a simple example. So typically though, you, you really only want to replace a, a suppressed thyroid. You don't really want to ramp that up like super, super high minimum effective dose. There's a couple myths that come with T3. Some people think that it burns muscle and that's not necessarily true there is more protein turnover with it however uh, the burning muscle thing all comes down to pace so if i have someone losing two and a half pounds a week due to a nutritional deficit they're going to lose some muscle and if you do the same thing with t3 which is very powerful by the way definitely stronger than clen it you're going to lose some muscle. So the the pace of loss needs to be slow and you only replace in a manner or replace and then add some food. You just want to slow that pace down. But I've seen people lose, I've seen people lose three pounds a week on this stuff just because they, they dose too high. And uh, some people get really caught on that. <laughs> Yeah. Then like you said, you're, you're losing that fast. It's going to be more muscle, even though this is a supplement that's creating it, that's still going to induce that muscle loss. But uh, all of these things have to have a clinical application or they would not even be available as drug compounds. So what in normal medical use do people use T3 and T4? Is it truly for thyroid replacements? Yeah. So if somebody comes back and they're you know, T3 is low, they'll supplement with T3. The nice thing is your gland still produces some. When when you take T3, a lot of people think that you're going to ruin the gland or it's not going to come back to normal. Your gland's really resilient. There was actually a study with a guy named Dr. Greer. He had worked with misdiagnosed thyroid patients. Some of those patients had been on T3 for like 30 years Within two weeks of them being off, their thyroids returned back to normal. So that's another myth because you'll hear a lot of people say, oh, that K2 
coach wrecked me. They had me on thyroid meds. A lot of it just comes down to consistency, reverse dieting. So it's, it really isn't that harmful to the thyroid. However, just like Glenn in high enough dosages, hard on the heart, you know, and, and just hard on the body in general, when you're overstimulated like that, some people can even start losing their hair if you get that level up too high. So you need to be careful with it. And, uh, I would definitely choose it over clan, which is really uh, taboo, but at the same time, I'm also very careful about anyone that wants to use it, you know, is, is cytomel still around? Is that something people use in conjunction with the, the thyroid hormones? Yeah, Cytomel is still around. Um, I'm trying to think of the trade names of the other ones. Uh, to it, it starts with a T to to diathon or so. It, is that just a clinical a drug name of T3? Yeah. Oh, okay. So okay. and some of them are going to contain both T3 and T4. Some will be just T4. A lot of it comes from Mexico or yeah. or research websites where you use the drops. The thing with the drops, though, you have to be really careful. Uh, like, you need to shake those or else, boom, you just get, like, a massive dose at the bottom of the, of the container. So you really, if you do buy that research-grade stuff, you have to shake it because you'll, you'll run into some trouble if you don't. Gotcha. All right. Well, besides just showing my ignorance in this realm, uh, you have made me think as we've gone through these three series that – it would be great to talk to somebody who has gone through this because we're not going to sit here and create some kind of a recipe protocol list and say, here, get these drugs, go here to buy them and do it this way. But at the same time, people out there need information to follow that's, that's not going to harm them. And so uh, anyway, I'm, I'm thinking that in, in the back of my mind for maybe a, a follow-up to this final series, but uh, you guys stay put in Contest Prep University. We're going to be back next time and start talking about the other non-anabolics that are still categorized as PEDs. See you next time.